Welcome back to Fabulous. Hi, everybody. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Shannon Payne. Oh, <laughs> more friends. Yeah, these ones are just, I have been just so excited about this. These are special friendships. These are the most special friendships they are, ever. They are wonky. Uh-huh. They are perfect. They are just They're beautiful. unexpected and so natural. Uh-huh. I, I adore them. I do, too. I want to be friends with them. Mm, but truly. not in the weird way. Maybe no. I just want to like be there while they're being friends. Can I just observe it in real life? I would enjoy that a lot. That would be amazing. And I feel like all four of these human beings have con- contributed something really wonderful to life for humans. Truly. Like they are great. They are amazing human beings. <laughs> I admire them so much. I want to hang out with them. My friends are Martha Stewart. And Snoop Doggy Dog. Which is just so fucking good. <laughs> so amazing. And then to cap that all off, we get to talk about Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, no. Like, how do you get better than those two friend you groups? You don't. You don't. You don't. They're, they're true love. The, like, that is the epitome of what they are. The sirs are like when when like and like come together. Truly. And Martha and Snoop are like, we have no business being friends, but it works perfectly. It's the opposites attract situation. They're just like the two houses of friend. Yes. And it's I'm really excited to talk about them. We think we know specifically about Martha Stewart. We think we know so much about her mm-hmm. because we've been watching her for such a long time. Right. I think I know all her business, but shockingly, we do not. Like she's so much more than than what you see on the Martha Stewart Living magazine cover. And completely. That's just a blink. That's just a blip. And she partied like crazy. Well, I don't know <laughs> if she partied, but she was involved in places where parties happened. <laughs> I think she is like Wolf of Wall Street with a vagina. For sure. But I don't think she did that many drugs. Probably she, not. They were there though, for sure. Oh, absolutely. She's very comfortable in their presence now. Yes. <laughs> but she she was a model starting when she was a teenager. Then she was a stockbroker broker for like six or nine years. Mm-hmm. Then she moves to the East Hamptons and she's like, you know what? My parties are better than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Bet I could make that a job. And she did. And became like the original influencer. Yeah. Look how cool my life is. Want to buy a book about it? Like, yeah. it's amazing. It's incredible. She's so cool. She is my dream. She is my spirit animal. And growing up, um, I've watched her on PBS since I was tiny, mm-hmm. fascinated with yeah. everything she said and how she was a little bit bitchy about it uh-huh. all the time. Truly. I remember my mom thinking that she was just way too pretentious. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, well, she just has a healthy respect for etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many excuses for <laughs> for Martha Stewart now. Like, she's actually not that bad. It's fine. And honestly, to me, she really just does have CEO mentality. Truly. Like, she is rude, but also very good. Yeah. Yes. And when Don Draper did it, we thought it was hot. So maybe we should rethink that. Absolutely. Because she a hottie. She a hottie. So I want to tell you about the ads they've been in later. Oh, my God. They are uh, steamy, to say the least. Oh, my God. <laughs> excellent. Okay. So I'm going to kind of do like a timeline. Love this. This is how it all, this is where it all began. Beautiful. Martha and Snoop met when Snoop Dogg was on the Martha Stewart show in 2008. So it's been a minute now. They've been friends a long time. Where they made Martha's mom's Thanksgiving mashed potato recipe together. I already love them. (laughs) It was intense. (laughs) At one point, Snoop like adds cognac to his. 
Oh. And Martha's like, well, I don't want to try yours. I'll try mine. <laughs> it's a whole thing. He gets this big attitude about white pepper. Why don't we have black pepper? And Martha's mm. like, you're right. I totally agree. It should be black pepper. And they call the kitchen. They bring out black pepper. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Like, from the very beginning. And she's very frank. She's mm-hmm. like, you use a lot of different words. Like, do you make up a lot of your words? You do, right? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, does everybody understand what you're saying all the time? And he's like, no. <laughs> it's so great. That's so good. Very, very fun. The vibes were so good that they did a repeat for Christmas the next year in an episode where they made green colored brownies and the most wholesome jokes about weed. Oh, my God. (laughs) They uh, they even wrapped a tiny bit. Oh, my God. And Martha said to bake them at 400 degrees. And Snoop said, why not 420 degrees? (laughs) Because he's a door. (laughs) It was so fucking cute. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Then a friendship flirt begins. (gasps) You know, when you really want to be friends with somebody and you get like a big friend crush Uh and you really want to like you try to like flirt with them into being your bestie. Mm -hmm. This is happening now from Snoop to Martha. In December of 2010, 2010, sorry, Snoop Dogg tweets at Martha Stewart. Hi, sunshine. Need some goodies for Prince William's bachelor party. I got the track. You got the snacks. Oh, my God. Uh, and then in May of 2013, Snoop tweets, Ayo, at Martha Stewart. <laughs> what you bacon? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this so much. <laughs> so he holds on to this crush for a long time. 2008 to 2014. Yeah, that's a long yeah. time. In March of 2014, during an AMA on Reddit, you could tell that Martha Stewart articles get read by people a little bit older than us because it says, ask me anything, like all uh-huh. the words. <laughs> I was yes. like, oh, okay. Some people. Sure. There's some things I don't know also. I don't mm. mean to brag. <laughs> uh, Martha says that she wishes she and Snoop were better friends. She was asked if Snoop's cookies were better than hers. And she said, I've never tasted Snoop's cookies, so I don't know. Oh. Very judicious yes. of her. Then in November of the same year, 2014, Snoop tweets about his new scented candle line. This man. Oh, my God. Uh, And he says, shout out to at Martha Stewart inspiration for my broad U.S. family collection premium candles. Oh, my God. (laughs) What the hell? Oh, my God. So then in March of 2015, the star-crossed BFFs. Uh, meet again to roast Justin Bieber. Beautiful. So the filming of a roast takes like four hours. Right. So keep that in mind. Perfect. <laughs> oh boy. I'm, this is so silly. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, Martha tells Seth Meyers later on his show that she didn't smoke weed with Snoop, but she sat by him and got, quote, high just sitting there and was <laughs> totally high by the time she got the mic. Oh my God. <laughs> And then Snoop, when he comments about the roast later, he says, by the time she gets up there to tell her jokes, she's whacked out of her head, (laughs) but she steals the fucking show. He says she was loose as a goose, high as a motherfucker, and she went up there and killed it. (laughs) Martha Stewart was loose as a goose and high as a motherfucker. That makes me so happy. I love it. This friendship is so good. Then in July of 2016, they team up on the $100,000 pyramid show. Yes. And it is so cute. It looks like a total setup. Uh It's so cute. 
I can't. Oh my god! You guys should just. You have to look up the video. Okay. If I can find a TikTok of it, I'll post it on our socials when this episode comes out. It's the cutest thing. <laughs> Martha's the one describing, and Snoop is supposed to guess the words. And the words are things like sham and wainscoting. Oh my god! And sconce. No. And duvet credenza. What? He guesses them all. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it was so bananas wow. and so wonderful. He's like, oh, 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 a sconce. Oh my god. Oh, oh yeah, that's a sham. <laughs> like he just knows wainscoting. I love this. It's like he was reading all of her ninety-eight published books, which he probably was. I was so delighted. That's amazing. So delighted. <laughs> oh my god. And when he talks about her, he's always so flattering when he talks about her. Mm-hmm. But he does say, like, she teaches me a lot of stuff and yeah. she doesn't treat me badly. Like, yeah. she just says, oh, yeah, you're supposed to do it like this. And I learned so much from her. That's like, amazing. he's such a sweetie pie. I love that. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Obviously, we can't get enough of them and they are pretty fond of each other. So in August of 2016, they announced that they were starting a show together called Martha and Snoop's Potluck Dinner Party I love it. on VH1. And it was received so incredibly well. Yeah. It has almost like 100% freshness on Rotten Tomatoes. Absolutely. They were nominated for an Emmy. Oh, my God. Uh, super, super great. I'm gonna have Seth get them all for me so I can watch them mm-hmm. they sound amazing plus Posty's in one and you know how I feel about I Post do Alone. yes so it's just such a brilliant show they have like half the set's half and half one part's like Martha's style kitchen the other side's Snoop style kitchen <laughs> it's almost like having a devil and angel on your shoulders yeah except for Snoop's definitely nicer than Martha uh, 100% so it's like angel very bitchy yeah devil would like to share a blunt with you yeah <laughs> it, it's amazing perfect. the whole dynamic is this a, it's a whole so ass vibe good. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, so they started their show, and the promo was completely nuts. Oh my, god. oh my gosh. They reenacted the pottery wheel scene from Ghost. <laughs> I know. But instead of a, like a pottery pot, they were frosting a cake. <laughs> God. It's obscene. Oh my god. The song like the record drops and the song plays. <laughs> oh my gosh. The the lighting's all misty. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> How do they not laugh? How do they right? not laugh? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Snoop said once in an interview with Rolling Stone, I've never met anyone like Martha Stewart. When we come together, it's a natural combination of love, peace, and harmony. Oh, my God. And you know, he's hella chill anyways. 100%. But it's so great. I even saw um, an interview. He was on a, he was a guest on what I'm assuming was a podcast, maybe a radio show. Okay. I saw it on TikTok. And they were like asking him about Martha, like what she really like. And he's exactly the same. Like just saying really nice things about her and like she's a real g like i love this and it's just like i just feel like she's such a a brash um straightforward person and i don't think that snoop dogg is like tender on the edges or anything right but they just see each other yeah and like i said in the last episode a lady on tiktok did tell me that based on their star charts they are plutonic soulmates beautiful so they're they're meant to be best friends absolutely <laughs> oh my god really perfect this is so good 
Okay, so now at this point, Martha starts tweeting about how Snoop is a good cook and showing off the painting that he made and gifted to her. No. Yes. The situation is devolving into something as yummy as Martha's mom's mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. In 2018, Martha wrote the foreword to Snoop's cookbook. Oh, my God. Entitled From Cook from Crook to Cook, Platinum Recipes from the Boss Dog's Kitchen. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. This is so good. This is so good. <laughs> such good This friend. is ridiculous. <laughs> she says in the foreword. <laughs> oh, no. Snoop and I have a special bond that dates back to when he first appeared on the Martha Stewart Show in 2008. Our relationship was born from our connection to food as we whipped up some cognac mashed potatoes and green brownies. He, when the, when they, she asked why they were green, he said, because it was environmental. <laughs> it's so silly. Oh, my God. Working with Snoop in the kitchen has been a remarkable experience for me. Not only has he taught me new lingo and cultural references, he surprised me with his unique cooking techniques and recipes. <laughs> so nice. Martha and Snoop changed the name of their show to Martha and Snoop's Potluck Party Challenge because then they made it like a game. Yeah. Um, and they make a new and more amazing promo. Oh my god. It's the flying scene from Titanic. No! This is so good! But Martha is Jack. Yes! And Snoop Dogg is Kate Winslet. This is so good! And instead of flying, they're deep frying french fries. <laughs> Martha, I'm frying! Oh my god! Oh my god! This is so good! There's wind blowing his... <laughs> <laughs> and there's like it closes up on her hand like sliding down his arm oh my god oh my god it's so amazing this is so perfect whoever's in charge of these ideas spot on 100 percent. absolutely you deserve a raise on uh, martha knows best uh, a, t a show that she has later on martha facetimes snoop dogg to help him plant a potted tomato yes they made frosted sugar cookies shaped like pot leaves, Christmas trees, and hot, uh, sorry, not hot dog. That would have been so good. Dog bones <laughs> two Christmases ago. Um, last Halloween, they had a show on Peacock called, not 2021 Halloween, mm -hmm. called Snoop and Martha's Very Tasty Halloween. Perfect. And in, 20, <laughs> in 2022, they hosted the Puppy Bowl together. Oh my. How does it get better than that? Martha was team tough. And Snoop was Team Fluff. Yes. <laughs> this is perfect. That's how it should be. That was meant to be that way. That's real. Yes. <laughs> when asked if their relationship had off-camera chemistry, mm. Martha said, Snoop is younger than my daughter. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> we have to have a professional relationship, don't we, Snoop? He is very attractive, I must say. <laughs> he really is an attractive human being. Everybody likes him. It's so nice that he's popular and the guests really adore him and respond to him nicely. And he has a great sense of humor. Which is about as effusive as Martha Stewart gets. Absolutely. She's not talking about her own farm. Then no. That's just about as much as you can do. Right. Very lovely. <laughs> the odd couple has something else in common <laughs> that I failed to bring up until now. And that's the slammer. Yes. Martha served five months in what she and her daughter referred to as Yale. 
Yeah. Um, her total sentence, I think she was like five months, then five months house arrest, and then like two years probation. Yeah. So total time, Snoop says she served longer than he did. Oh my but I think his physical jail time might be a little longer than hers. I'm okay. not positive. I have to, I'd have to add him up. <laughs> That's a lot of math. <laughs> um. Snoop's been locked up a handful of times for possession, mm -hmm. etc. Yes. Um, while in a special episode of Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, Snoop Dogg was asked by an audience member to share his favorite story that Stewart told him about prison. Oh, my God. And his answer did not disappoint. She told me that when she went in there, they told her to put some newspapers on her to protect herself from getting stabbed. And she was like, why not use my magazines? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she gets so much street cred for taking her hits on the chin uh -huh. for going to jail. Just doing it. Like, I mean, it's like, what else was she was? Well, a lot of rich people don't. They a avoid it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but it's still crazy to me. Like, that gets her a ton of props. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He says... This is magic right here. It's a complex world that we live in. But at the same time, we love being able to do what we do, like being able to come outside of my box and to join hands with Martha and to bring people together. Oh, Snoop is actually a very eloquent man. Absolutely. Like, and I don't mean actually like you didn't know that. I mean, actually, like he just he is. just is. <laughs> He's very eloquent. Yeah. One of my most favorite things to think about when I like need to hype myself up is his, I think it was his Hollywood star speech mm -hmm. where he thanks everybody. And he's like, and then I want to thank me for all of my hard work. Absolutely. I want to thank me for never giving up. <laughs> like, and I was like, Snoop Dogg, you are fucking wise. Yes. I should remember me. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's such a great guy. It's so good. <laughs> Martha and Snoop have both collaborated with 19 crimes um, to create their own wines. And it is the fondest wish of my heart for 19 crimes, Snoop and Martha to make a rosé together. That would be great. That would be, be the wine of my dreams. Yes. I would buy it and only it for the rest of time. Truly. <laughs> that would be that would be the one. It's like combining my favorite aspects of mm. all of the things. Yes. Fastidious, hand-painted Easter eggs. Uh, smoking weed and telling good jokes about how much you love your friends. Yes. I love it. It's so good. It sounds perfect. Yeah. Martha says about him, Snoop works extremely hard, sticks to what he knows, and has perfected his areas of expertise. To Forbes. My God. And I was like, well, shit, she knows. Absolutely. So it must be true. Yeah. Um, she said, well, I think that cultures can clash and cultures can actually meld. We all want to know things. We all want to know what's good. Food, lifestyle, setting a table, making a drink. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's not I guess wrong. we are all kind of the same. And then um, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite fun thing that Snoop Dogg has ever <laughs> said about Martha Stewart is maybe his most favorite tweet of all time. Perfect. I hope so. It might not be, but I hope it is. Uh, if you recall, recently... There was a young man entitled uh, Takashi 69 mm -hmm. who went to jail and was a big fat tattle. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg did not appreciate that. Absolutely not. And he tweeted to the whole universe. As we watch Takashi 69 or whatever his name is, <laughs> snitch on everybody. I invite you all to remember Martha Stewart snitched on not one soul during her trial. <laughs> 
baby girl kept it 10 toes down and ate that prison sentence by herself like the true baddie she is. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, uh, I think one thing that they both really have in common mm-hmm. is that they are serious creators. Absolutely. Who do a lot of amazing things. Yeah. They can, they can laugh at themselves. Yes, which is important. That's huge. And in a way that never makes us feel like they don't respect themselves. Right. I never feel like Snoop thinks he's a joke. No. And Martha would never. Absolutely not. Uh, but they, they can laugh about jail and yeah. mistakes. Yeah. And like all those, I think that's one of the coolest things about them. I think so too. They're just really down to earth. They are real <laughs> and very um, exceptional at the same time. Yeah, like we could be friends, but also we're not the same. I'm not in the same no. scope as them. Not even close. They're just very, very cool. Yes. In one interview, she says her grandkids are the best ones in the world, except for Snoop Dogg's. <laughs> and then I was like, Snoop Dogg is a granddad? Oh my. How? <laughs> what? They're not supposed to be old enough for this. That's not how this is supposed to be working right now. They, on his birthday, I don't remember if this is last year or before, uh, Martha posted a video of them that was another kind of promo. Mm-hmm. And they're in an elevator. The doors to the elevator open. And she's sitting on a stool, like in this pretty gown, legs out. Mm-hmm. Like she has sexy legs. Still. Yeah, absolutely. She does. And Snoop is standing there in a fancy outfit and he blows a ton of smoke out. So he almost can't even see his head. <laughs> and then like the doors close. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God. How are you guys so hot right now? This is ridiculous. I think that they must have a fucking blast. They together. have to. They have to. And they seem to really enjoy each other. I'm looking for a collab wine and a collab cookbook. That'd be wonderful. That's what I'm going for. So Mm -hmm. if you could put that on your list, uh, have your people talk to me. I don't have any people. Sure, yeah. Pretty much just me and my Hobonichi. Yes. Uh, I would love to see those things happen. (laughs) (laughs) I just love knowing that anybody can be friends with anybody and that when you have something in common, it doesn't matter where you come from or how old you are. Like... We can we can unite ourselves in our experiences. Yeah. And in the experiences we would like to have. Exactly. We want to learn something. Let's go ahead and learn it. Let's do it. And that's how we can build a whole ass friendship. Absolutely. I'm sure when they invited him on the first show in 2008, it was kind of a silly joke. Probably. And they were like, what's happening, though? They had no idea. There's something going on here. (laughs) It's really beautiful. It's so good. (laughs) Snoop and Martha. The best. (laughs) Okay, everybody, uh, go take a break to do whichever sort of illegal or illicit thing you would like, and we'll be right back. I'm just going to start this by saying that this is truly one of the most beautiful friendships to ever exist. And if anyone tries to tell me that that is not the truth, you can go to hell. That's it. That's it. In summation. This is perfect. You can fuck off. Absolutely. Okay. These two are gems. Perfect little angels. Absolutely. Like, we'll talk about it later, but if you are telling me that your heart does not melt when Patrick Stewart holds little puppies in his little posts with, like, just, like, the most loving eyes and just, like, adoring this puppy. You Shut up. Yeah, absolutely. When, when he decided during the pandemic that if he read a sonnet to us oh, every day, we wouldn't this. die. Oh, yeah. He is such a golden man. He is. That's oh, truly beautiful. And Ian McKellen is also just like 
one of the most devoted, wonderful people ever in the world. So these are the best. And I'm going to tell you about them. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful. I thought because of how they meet, it might be good to get a little bit of information on their backgrounds, like before they meet. Okay. So I'll start with Patrick. It feels weird to call him Patrick. I'm probably going to regularly call him Patrick Stewart because... That's his name. That's his name. Sir Patrick Stewart was born on July 13th, 1940. His oh my gosh. Yeah, wild, right? Captain Picard. Captain Picard, though. <laughs> his mother, Gladys, was a weaver, and his father, Alfred, was a sergeant major in the British Army. Alfred had played an actually pretty big part in the Dunkirk evacuation in World War II. Oh my. Yeah. And understandably, he suffered from PTSD for the rest of his life. Surely. However, this ultimately led to Patrick growing up in an environment of domestic abuse. Patrick was also used to a life of often having to go without because his parents simply couldn't afford much. Patrick did find a passion for acting in Shakespeare from the influence of his English teacher. (laughs) It's so good. English teachers. Right? He says she put a copy of Shakespeare in my hand and said, now get up on your feet and perform. Oh, wow. And he did. And by age 15, he's quit school and he's working as a newspaper reporter slash obituary writer. What a brilliant person. Yeah, absolutely. At least that's his daily job and that's what it's supposed to be. His true passion at this point is definitely acting. Like that's where, this is where he's at. This is where he's living. At this point, Patrick was skipping out on work regularly to go to auditions and practices. Oopsie daisies. Um, Not to mention that he's writing fake stories for the paper because he doesn't have time to find real ones. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah, that's fine. Prove it. Yeah, you can tell me. I don't love it. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Patrick has his first professional performance on May 19th, 1959 at the Royal Theater in Bristol. He then makes his way to Manchester's Library Theater and then finally lands with the Royal Shakespeare Company in 1966, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit here. Beautiful. But first, we're going to jump to Mr. Ian McKellen. Sir, excuse me. Born on May 25th, 1939. I didn't know they were so close in age. They are so close. Cuties. I know. Ian also felt the impacts of World War II. His family moved around several times throughout his childhood, and for a long time, war was the only normal that Ian knew. Sure. His mother, Marjorie, died of breast cancer when he was 12. His dad was an engineer and a minister, and it was a minister in the line of ministers in the family. While not necessarily a Christian home in the strictest sense, even though he was a minister, Ian grew up in an environment that he knew would not accept him as gay. And he knew that he was growing up. He knew he knew who he was. That feeling probably compounded a bit when Ian's dad married his stepmom, Gladys. They both have a mom (laughs) named Gladys. She was a practicing Quaker, but it turns out that Gladys was more accepting than he thought she was going to be. Oh, I love that. He says not only was she not phased, but as a member of a society which declared its indifference to people's sexuality years back, I think she was just glad for my sake that I wasn't lying anymore. Oh, Gladys. I know. <laughs> My heart. Ian was interested in acting from basically the very beginning. His parents took him to see Peter Pan when he was three. 
Then they gave him a stage playset for Christmas to practice on when he was nine that included scenery props for Cinderella and Hamlet. How sweet. Isn't that cute? I honestly can't imagine him being anything but what he is. Absolutely not. So thank goodness. He, it was known. They were, they were building him from the very beginning. His acting debut occurred in the Bolton Little Theater, which he is now a patron of today. Oh, <laughs> I know. At age 18, Ian is accepted into St. Catherine's College. St. Catherine's College in Cambridge, where he keeps the acting going in a really big way. He continues on and on. And Ian also finds his way to the Royal Shakespeare Company, <laughs> which leads us to their first meeting. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so they meet pretty early on. It's a few years in after Patrick Stewart has made it to the Shakespeare, the Royal Shakespeare Company, that they find each other. And it made perfect sense that this is where they would find each other. They both had this passion for Shakespeare that was that was huge. It's so obvious as they perform it that, right? that they are moved. Truly in love with it. Yeah. It, it's a part of them. It's really, really beautiful. It's beautiful. They did perform together while here, but they didn't really grow close. But Patrick saw Ian and he was kind of just in awe of him. And we all right. And he was really shy at this point. He was like, I can't. I just I can't even. And he, he there's a quote from him. And this is just this is so cute. I had seen all of his early work at the National Theater and admired what I saw so much. His technique was immaculate. His presentation, his speaking, his control was beautiful. And speaking of beautiful, he was drop dead gorgeous. Facts. Facts. Absolute facts. Once they leave the theater, the two do their own things for quite a while. Patrick Stewart becomes Captain Jean-Luc Picard. And changes the world. Absolutely. And he might also be like the only man I might follow into space. Absolutely. I would I would go with Captain Picard anywhere. Anywhere. Truly anywhere. I just feel like he would make good decisions. He'd have good reading material. Absolutely. I would feel emotionally and physically supported. 100%. Absolutely. He's, mm -hmm. I'm on board with him. And he was fit. Absolutely. And that's something that I did not perceive as a young person. Mm, but you perceive it now. I see it now and I'm like, mm. Luke, blow oh. up the damn ship. Oh my God. <laughs> he is so pretty. He, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I will not disagree. No, no, no. I, no, not at all. So he's off doing that and Ian McKellen is doing a lot of stage acting still he's he stays in the theater for he quite stays a while, in the right? theater for quite a while he as we start to move on before they really make their impact he's starting to broach the subject of Gandalf we're, we're anticipating this I feel like there are 14 British actors mm -hmm. um, and there are obviously more than truly. That. Yes. And there are way more now. Yeah. But at the time when he became Gandalf, I was like, I know that guy yeah. from every other movie with British people in it. Yeah. And he was just a, such a part of my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, from a from a historical novel. I know you like mm. he just was there all the time. Yes. I love him. I love him. So it's around this time that he's broaching that subject. We've reached the year 2000, and X-Men changes our lives and theirs. <sighs> I know. The two play on-screen adversaries. Patrick Stewart takes on the role of Charles Xavier with Ian McKellen absolutely owning the role of Magneto. He is Magneto. He is Magneto. 
Like, there is no, you cannot tell me anything else. He is. And they, they, for the younger ones, casted them perfectly as well. Like, yes. Like, there's no. So good. I have zero complaints. All spot on. But watching them together. Is I just something special. You can special. feel like they loved each other, yes. but they just couldn't see eye to eye. Yes. <laughs> and you kind of understand, like, Magneto is, he's got this pain that mm-hmm. Xavier is not dealing with. Right? And so you kind of understand where he's coming from. And You get it all. It's heartbreaking. Truly. <sighs> truly. But while there's heartbreak on screen, Liz, the two are becoming absolute besties behind the scenes. I love it <laughs> so good because believe it or not there's a lot of downtime when you're filming a movie and Patrick and Ian took advantage of this in just the best of ways were they just goofing goofing in Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen style (laughs) (laughs) so there's a quote from Patrick Stewart on those kind of movies you spend more time sitting in your trailer than you do in front of the camera so Ian and I hung out together drinking tea And maybe in the afternoon, something a little stronger. Stop it. (laughs) And we got to know one another. In another interview, he expands on this and says, We had so much in common. We are both Northerners, although he is a Lancastrian and I'm a Yorkist. (laughs) We had the same kind of upbringings. We had the same passion for Shakespeare and for the cinema and for the theater. The only difference was that he had a brilliant education and I had none. (laughs) Because he was 15. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's you so wouldn't good. know it. They're both so fucking smart. Right? It's incredible. And Ian feels exactly the same way. <laughs> so he says, what I love about Patrick is that he's so predictably myself. I think we are the same person. If Patrick comes into a rehearsal room and says, look, look, I know exactly what it's going to be about. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. So... I'm not going on a chronological journey here, but we are going to go on a journey of some of their most magical moments together. Oh, I can't wait. And I love it. So our first moment together is Patrick gets married. (laughs) Not to Ian. (laughs) No. But the alternatively, like the alternative is just so good. But they still snuggle, you guys. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. They're best friends. They are the best of friends. Patrick announced in 2013 that he was going to marry longtime girlfriend and famous famous jazz singer Sonny Ozell. After the world heard this news, Ian had a second announcement to make. <laughs> I'm going to marry Patrick. <laughs> Takes a pause there. How else do you put that? I'm going to officiate at his wedding. <laughs> It's so, so funny. Good. It's so good. And I'm sure he was like, wait till they see this. Wait till they see this. They're going to think it's so good. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. The wedding was planned to take place in Nevada, but Nevada decided to ruin the fun and say that Ian's efficient status was not legitimate in their state. How dare you? I think he filled out a paper wrong, but still. Fine. <sighs> Can you imagine being married by Ian McKellen? Right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, Gandalf? I know. I know. The only thing, like, can I have both of them officiate at the same time? That's the only thing that's better. Can I have them both tell me a bedtime story? (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Holding hands. (gasps) (laughs) I love it. So, these guys are excellent improvisers. So, they moved the location of the plants 
to a Mexican restaurant in California. (laughs) (laughs) Sir Patrick Stewart got married in a Mexican restaurant in California. Absolutely, he did. I feel so lame that I didn't get married in a Mexican restaurant now. Uh, Same. (laughs) Same. It's spot on perfect. I love it. could have had margarita ritas. Shit. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) What a waste of money. Why why did I go to this beautiful landmark in Utah? Because it was really, really beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, it was fine. It's fine. They actually do go back to Nevada later and have an unofficial ceremony. And it said that Ian did the most beautiful job and was so heartwarming and tender and just said incredibly wonderful things, which is just lovely. After the ceremony is over, Patrick shows the world we did it via Twitter with the most adorable, adorable picture of him and his new wife in a ball pit. Faces peeking out at us. <laughs> it's cute as hell. <laughs> Ian announces, I did it too, via his own Twitter post, holding up his Doctor of Divinity certificate and wearing a black t-shirt that says minister. <laughs> That's so good. Nice, just like his family. Exactly. <laughs> he, he linked it to Patrick Stewart's post too to make sure that they were, you know, yeah. together. So you know. So that you was, know. Um, what I, the it I'm referring to. Absolutely. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. The boys take over Broadway. Oh, yes. Yes. Because, of course, they do. Mm-hmm. The two join forces in Waiting for Godot in London in 2009. But by 2013, their incredible performance is ready to hit the Broadway stage with Patrick Stewart as Vladimir and Ian McKellen as Estragon. I can't believe they were in the same show. I know. Uh, I know. No I, one can afford those tickets. And, like... Yeah, I wasn't going to afford those in 2013. My heart is broken. Are you kidding me? I missed something big, Liz. I know. I truly missed something great and my heart hurts. (sighs) It's fine. The joy of seeing them on on New York's biggest stage wasn't the only delight that people got. What did they get? (laughs) Possibly even better, and don't hate me, don't hate me, was their advertising campaign for the run. (laughs) So many pictures. The two of them with Elmo in the best bowler hats I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) The two of them on Brooklyn Bridge. The two of them eating hot dogs on Coney Island. They're just running around New York. Just being, we're so New York. Look at us. We're so New York. Fucking cute. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. It's the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I, the whole photo shoot, go look it up. It is so cute. They went. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. How adorable. Sitting on park benches next to like statues, just acting like they're having a conversation with the statues. Oh my goodness. It's ridiculous. Nerd. It's so cute. <laughs> oh my God. It's amazing. Go look it up. I will. <clears throat> Patrick Stewart turns 80. Unbelievable. I know. He's amazing. <laughs> Ian is adorable. <laughs> For the man who probably has everything, Ian still knew just what to get Patrick Stewart for the big eight zero. Of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. It was 2020 and we were all stuck inside and desperate and in desperate need of something good, something happy, just something wonderful. And Patrick Stewart, the absolute gem of a human being that he is, started reading poetry and posting it online daily to ease our troubled hearts. It truly did. It truly, truly did. It was wonderful. 
It was so wonderful. He said, when I was a child in the 1940s, my mother would cut up slices of fruit for me and there wasn't much. And she put it in front of me and she would say, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I say, how about a sonnet a day keeps the doctor away? So here we go. Sonnet one. And that's he how he starts he out the starts whole thing. the book and he just reads through he it. Just it goes. Just, and he keeps going and he keeps going and it's beautiful and mm-hmm. it's wonderful. And then it's July 13th, Patrick's birthday. <laughs> and because Shakespeare is everything, Ian records a video of himself reading Sonnet 81. He finishes reading it, looks up at the camera, smiles and says, and a very happy birthday, dear Patrick. Lots of love, Ian. Oh, I bet they missed each other while I they were bet quarantined. They did. I bet they did. And that's that's such a sweet birthday gift. It's thoughtful. Yes. It's it's not always an item that makes the biggest difference. It's this thing that makes you like, this is what we have in common. And you thought of it and you thought of me. Yeah. And you got with you got with people who could make it happen for me. It was just, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. And I've been watching you every day. Yeah. That's I know so... exactly what's happening. I know exactly <sighs> what you're doing. We're separate, but our lives are together. Yes. That's so beautiful. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I love it so much. We're on to the newlywed game. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. The words thank you, BuzzFeed have to be said. Maybe not often. <laughs> but don't th- just throw that shit around. Absolutely not. But they got it spot on this time. <laughs> it was so good. I didn't I didn't know I needed these two to play the newlywed game until I, I watched didn't it. Didn't know they did that. It's so fucking good. So it's not like it's not an actual like network television version of the mm-hmm. newlywed game, but it's just it's they're just playing. Uh, yeah. So BuzzFeed is doing BuzzFeed Brews in 2014. Okay. This is fucking funny. <laughs> oh, I watched the whole thing. It was just smiling. They're hiding answers from each other. And they are absolutely incredulous when one of them gets the answer wrong. Which <laughs> they get every single answer wrong. <laughs> it's so good. How do you not know that about me? That's exactly it. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you they only had to do four questions. But who's the best? Who's the best? <laughs> Their first question was, what is Ian's spirit, spirit animal? And this is asked to Patrick Stewart, and he's got to think through what is Ian's spirit animal. Ian says that it's a gorilla. Ian? I don't know if I would have gone with gorilla. I wouldn't have either. Maybe he gives good hugs. Maybe. Maybe that's it. I feel like Patrick Stewart was just like, he picked what he picked because he's like, he thinks so much of his friend. He guessed Gazelle. Ooh, no, I still don't see it. I don't see that either. (laughs) It's not, it's not right. You guys. They got it completely. They were in opposite directions. (laughs) There was nothing similar there. All right. We're asking Ian now, what is Patrick's favorite food? I have no idea. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. This feels fitting. Patrick Stewart did say that it's Yorkshire pudding. Okay. Um, Ian assumed French fries, which I feel like good was a guess. good guess. Good guess. Yes, absolutely. When in doubt, French fries. Truly. It was also just really nice that they took like two minutes out to tell us what is Yorkshire pudding. Oh, I've had it before. I just, I had not. <laughs> I, I did not know. So now... Go watch this and you'll know for yourselves. Yeah. Mm. 
All right. Asking Patrick Stewart, what word or phrase does Ian overuse? <laughs> Ian says, God, I'm good. So Ian says that about himself. Ian says that that's his most overused phrase. God, I'm good. <laughs> According to Patrick Stewart, it's absolutely. And Patrick is so worried that he has misspelled this word. He is so <laughs> worried about this. And he's like trying desperately not to let Ian see because he's embarrassed as hell. Oh. And he's like, can I just, can I, can I just show you? And then the guy, the host is like, he's going to see it. This is being filmed. And so he's like, oh, fine. And he flips it over. <laughs> this is my, I have something in common with Patrick Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. That's so cute. It was so good. Can I just not show you? Can I can I just I'll Let tell you the word, I promise, it. but you don't get to see it. <laughs> oh my goodness. The last pat the last question was to Ian about Patrick. What is Patrick's go-to karaoke song? Well, I hope he has one. He he was like, Oh, I don't really know. I don't think I have one, but Patrick Stewart says yesterday. Okay. Which is a good one. That feels fitting. <laughs> Ian says country western. That's not a because song, you don't, Ian. You don't limit Patrick Stewart to one song. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> country western. <laughs> country western. Nice. So the whole thing, you guys have to go watch it. It was so... that I. Their indignant mm. faces have got to be so funny. And they're just laughing so hard. <laughs> it is so funny. It is so good. Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. Gosh, I love friends. I do, too. That time Ian got all our hopes up. <clears throat> when you look these two up on the Google, the thing apparently on everyone's mind, similar to uh, Martha and Snoop Dogg, is... Have you guys ever gone beyond BFFs? Did you ever hook up? Did you ever hook up? <laughs> and then we see it. Ian McKellen getting down on one knee in front of Patrick Stewart on the red carpet at the UK's Star Trek Picard's premiere. He is such a ham. He is. And it's a collective gasp. <laughs> but Patrick Stewart's married. <laughs> you married him. <laughs> It's not a proposal. This was super, just one of those, like, grand, like, he is, he is king of the performance, and I am <laughs> bowing before my king. <laughs> and uh, he just, he, he stands right up and kisses Patrick Stewart right on the mouth. Of course he does. Like every best friend should. Uh-huh. Yes. So no internet searchers, they are not lovers. They're just two friends that truly love each other and revel in each other's success. I sincerely doubt there's a single thing that they can't talk about with each other. Truly. Um, so I'm sure that they're they're incredible, as close as you imagine they are. Truly. I think that they're that close. Yeah. And so, so wonderful. It's so good. It's so good. When men become knights. <laughs> so they did not become knights together. That would have been but really cute. It just makes their whole friendship better. Like to me, the fact that they're both knights. Yes, it's so good. So the, there's little stories about what happened when the two of them were knighted. So I'm going to go through both of those. Okay. <sighs> Technically, Ian does it first. He was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II in 1991 for his continued services in the performing arts. Nice. Yes. 1991 was a great year for him to get it. Because something important had to happen before that in his mind. He was not going to accept it until something important had happened. 
He says, I will always be glad that I didn't accept the knighthood until I'd come out of the closet. If you're lying about that central part of your nature, can you be trusted? I think that's why when people come out, the reception is usually positive. Oh, Ian. But he just, he wanted this important thing to be out in the open to the public and be like, this is me. I'm being completely honest with who I am. I love that for him, but I hope he knows that we loved him even if he didn't tell us all this business. 100%. Yeah. He still has done something amazing. 100%. That's I, I like that on his own terms, yeah. everything added up in the order he wanted it to. Right. That's really lovely. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart received his accolade of knighthood in June 2010. Also for his services in the performing arts. <laughs> that's <laughs> what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. It makes sense. His reaction was uh, pretty simple and it's very good. He calls home. His wife answers and he says... Oh, hello. Is Lady Stewart home? (laughs) (laughs) Because he's not the only one who gets a cool new title that day. (laughs) It's really good. I like it. That is so sweet. It's amazing. All right. I'm going to finish this out because I think one really beautiful part of their friendship is also the fact that they are both huge advocates for other people in so many ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about that here for a second. Ian recognizes that the world we live in isn't kind to the LGBTQ plus communities of the world. He has experienced this time and again in his own life. Ian came out in 1988. And it came at a time when Section 28, a government bill that was intended to, quote, prohibit the promotion of homosexuality by local authorities. Thanks, Margaret Thatcher. He was regularly advocating against this bill, even going to a man named Michael Howard, who happened to be the environment secretary of the time. Howard refused to change the stance, his stance on the matter. He was pro Section 28, but he did have the nerve to ask Ian for an autograph. (sighs) Ian did say yes and handed back a paper on which he wrote, fuck off, I'm gay. Yeah! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Fuck off. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That is the right response. Yeah. Absolutely. The only one. Truly. Ian is also co-founder of the group Stonewall, a lobby group named in honor of the Stonewall riots, which I just still feel like we should probably do an episode at some point. We absolutely should. It's the second time I brought this up. He is also a patron to several LGBTQ plus events and groups around the world. In 2006, he became a patron of Oxford Pride and laid his sentiments bare as follows. I send my love to all members of Oxford Pride, their sponsors and supporters, of which I am proud to be one. Onlookers can be impressed by our confidence and determination to be ourselves, and gay people of whatever age can be comforted by the occasion to take the first steps towards coming out and leaving the closet forever behind. Oh, bless him. I know. Patrick Stewart also advocates for causes close to his heart, domestic abuse, domestic abuse and women's rights. He's very seriously involved he in that. He is so seriously involved in them. In 2006, Patrick worked together with an organization called Amnesty to make a video to have a conversation about domestic violence and what it looks like and how it feels and the impacts that it has. In it, he shares his own experiences. And this is, this is rough. Yeah. The physical harm was a shocking pain, but there are other aspects of violence which have more lasting have more lasting impact psychologically on family members. It is destructive and tainting. 
As a child witnessing these events, one cannot simply help somehow feeling responsible for them, for the pain and the screaming and the misery. Around this time, he decides that he's going to fund scholarships that go towards the study of domestic violence and how can we how can we stop it from happening? How can we treat treat people when it does happen? How can we just better better understand and be what's the word I'm looking for? A better a better friend and a better understanding community to those who do go through that. An ally. Yes. That's exactly what I was looking for. What incredible men. Right? In 2009, he spoke out in regards to the importance of women's rights, and he just continues to go on from there and just speak about how important it is that women need to be recognized and understood as an equal and important part in the world. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's really, really wonderful. And there's one more reason why Patrick Stewart is an incredible human being. Because we didn't need another reason to love this man. Patrick Stewart also fights the good fight for the dogs of the world. Yes, he does. (laughs) He consistently fosters puppies. (laughs) And he works regularly with the ASPCA. I can't stand him. He's beautiful. They're beautiful. I love them. Reading about them this week just brought me the purest joy. No, I have no... um... Official negative feelings about Captain Kirk. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch the original Star Trek. Um, Chris Pine, Captain Kirk, I love. Mm -hmm. But there's something so refined and what we used to call metrosexual Mm -hmm. about Captain Picard. Truly. And he was an incredibly masculine, strong, badass who was so sensitive. Yes. And emotionally available. And mature. Yes. Um, And like, it just, it's a really beautiful thing that Star Trek didn't have before. We just had slutty girl costumes and torn uniforms. And I feel like he brought such sophistication. He did. He truly, for me, epitomized what it is to be quote unquote masculine. Like he is. Yes. Because it's just, it's just being you. It's just being a person who is good. And it's not about, it's not always about the ripped shirts and big muscles and being a womanizer and all of this it's being a true wonderful caring devoted person yeah and he's he shows such amazing emotional leadership yes like he's just he's a a positive mentor yeah he's just a cool cool character and it feels so true to patrick stewart I did truly love. I think we've probably talked about this. I talk about Star Trek a lot. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes is when he's stuck in an elevator with children. <laughs> I don't remember it's that. So it's so good. He, um, his character Jean Luc Picard is uh, not very interested in children. No, he's no. very uh, fastidious. Yes, <laughs> but it's really fun to watch him interact with these kids throughout the episode. It's genuinely heartwarming it's so like it's one of those where i'm like i empathize exactly what you're feeling right now being stuck on an elevator with a few children with no idea when you're getting out (laughs) seems uh scary yeah especially when you don't really know these children Mm -hmm. but it's like it is one of the most heartwarming episodes ever it's so good that's so lovely so good i love it i'd love to hear what will wheaton has to say about him right because 
being a child actor was an incredibly damaging experiencing for him, experience right. for him. But in the show, Jean-Luc is such a cool, like, mentor to Wesley Crusher. Right, yeah. And I wonder... I wonder if, how that like, translated yeah. actor-wise. I'm sure it must have been cool to see somebody exhibiting manhood in that way. Yes. In front of him. Like, what a good example. Absolutely. They're so incredible. <sighs> My and, heart is full. And Gandalf just makes me want to have only eight friends. Truly. <laughs> and just go on the grandest of adventures. Yep, that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that makes me want to go be brave and go do things in the world. Yeah. Tolkien gives him such beautiful lines. He does. And I love his his special fondness for little hobbits. Yes. Tiny people. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's just, he's an incredible, incredible man. Right. And... I love that they are such strong advocates because I feel like people will listen to what they say just because it sounds good. Right. And then we're accidentally making them learn good things. Yes. Like it's what a, what a beautiful voice to use for good. Truly. On both of their behalves. Very cool men. Very, very cool men. Best friends. This was a fun little mini series. I liked it a lot. I liked this a lot. Gosh, I love friends. I do too. I was thinking when I was driving home from work today, it could be fun to do um, an adjacent situation like enemies that became friends or (gasps) frenemy. Frenemies. We'll think about it and see if we come up with something good. Mostly, I just want to find a biography on Martha Stewart now. (laughs) Just how do I be her when I grow up? That's what I want to know. That's the trick. I would like uh, to know how you made money, but not the illegal part. Yes. That's what I'm Just interested. discard that part. Give me the rest. I was watching through. There's some old clips of her shows on TikTok. Uh-huh. And uh, there's one where she's like smoking three like Cornish hens in a barbecue. Oh my God. And I was just like, this woman. Oh my. <laughs> she's amazing. Who even thinks to do that? Just like... <laughs> I love her. I love her so much. All four of these people today have just been truly themselves. Mm -hmm. And it has brought good things to the world. Yes. I love them all. I love them all, too. (sighs) Let's do this again sometime. Say hi to your mom for me. (laughs) 